This Week on TechCast, PlayStation on PC, Snapchat Plus, fake engine sounds, and a rundown of what the Inflation Reduction Act does for tech. All that and more starting right now. Hello and welcome to TechCast, a weekly podcast diving into tech headlines and potentially big stories that could change the industry as we know it. I'm Jake. And I'm Ben. Ben, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. A little frantic. Had some technical issues with my laptop, but we're up and running now and I'm ready to get the ball rolling. That we are. Uh, as as we have done every episode for the last three episodes, what are you drinking? Um, You know, pretty lame tonight. I'm actually just drinking water. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I am enjoying uh, another press seltzer, but this one is lime lemongrass. Oh, uh, very uh, interesting flavor combination. I like it a lot. Yeah, I did have I had a charged lemonade from Panera Bread earlier, so I didn't want to uh, kind of counteract, I guess, the caffeine from that with uh, with some alcohol right away this evening when I've got the early fair. morning coming up. So uh, that reminds me, I'll have to. Uh, log my caffeine intake on my new whoop your new whoop yes i'm excited I hope to, to hear more about it yeah to go through that in, in detail with a, a full review but a little spoilers ahead it is very cool uh i like it a lot i like that it has a daily journal that they uh, you go through and it'll say uh have you had caffeine have you taken adhd medication like have oh, you wow. had very like yeah, like, have you had any, uh, like, sexual encounters? Have you exercised? Uh, have you used marijuana? Like, it just goes through a big list of stuff. Like, do mm-hmm. you feel anxious? Do you feel depressed? Do you feel uh, energized? And then, like, things like caffeine and stuff, it'll ask you what was the time that you had your last serving of caffeine. Oh, wow. Because uh, they, they want to track that data of saying, okay, there was a heart rate spike. It's affecting your sleep or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. which... I think is very cool. I'm excited just to get as much information as possible to kind of parse through what it can learn about my overall health, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think we're kind of already going on a tangent here, but I know you mentioned too, I think it's really cool that, uh, was it four nights of sleep you have to have before it gives you accurate sleep data too, I think you said. Yeah. And and before it'll even give you like, there's a coach. So before it'll even start coaching you on stuff uh, or doing like the recommended wake time. So like there have been uh, fitness devices in the past that'll say, hey, I want to wake up around this time. Wake me up mm-hmm. at where I'm closest to being awake already. Yeah, uh, This won't do that until you've done those four, first four nights. So it understands oh, okay. your sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll only do a specific time until it understands you, which I think oh, is okay. cool. Yeah, that's really cool. It also does a whole thing where it's uh, your activity level is measured in how much strain it puts on your body. So it'll uh, measure out your amount of strain, your amount of recovery that you do for the day, and then your amount of sleep required to replenish the amount of strain you put on your body. So hmm. it'll fluctuate your recommended sleep every uh, day based on your average amount of strain you put upon yourself. Okay. Okay. Which is really neat because they're yeah. like, yeah, not everybody needs eight hours. Some people need more. Some people need less based on the the amount of effort they put through the day. I envy the people that need less sleep because I have to have <laughs> at least eight hours a night. Fair. Yeah. I also generally do need that but i get four yeah yeah i definitely i I honestly i think i'm closer to nine than i need and it i mean it 
it comes in waves, but a lot of times like you, I'll, I'll go instead four or five hours of sleep. And then it finally gets to a point like my body says, nope, you are going to sleep eight hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, that's enough on that. We'll get into way more depth on that in the future. Uh, moving on to some just some headlines. Uh, we're going to keep this one fairly short. I'm uh, imagining we're going to try at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week, uh, I, I don't know if you heard about this at all, Ben, but uh, PlayStation, there was like a leak in the PC version of the Marvel Spider-Man, which if you weren't aware, uh, Sony's been releasing PlayStation exclusive games on PC over the past handful of months. Uh, I believe it started with Horizon Zero Dawn and then they brought God of War to PC. Uh, they brought Days Gone. And then most recently this week, they brought Marvel Spider-Man uh, to Steam and the Epic Game Store and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, there was some code that was discovered inside of the Spider-Man game that teased a PC launcher for games, not unlike the Xbox app, uh, which then spurred a flurry of rumors that maybe uh, they were going to you know, launch up an app that would let you kind of like a competitor store to uh, the Steam store or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the the rumor that comes with that a lot that says, hey, does cross buy work? So if I bought a game on PS4 or 5, will I yeah. be able to play that game on PC or vice versa? Mm-hmm. Uh, so amidst this, these rumors coming out, Sony officially launches a website detailing the their games on PC. So oh. it goes through the games that they have already released and the games that are coming. Right now, the only games that are coming are going to be uh, Miles Morales, which, yeah, expected after the right. release of Spider-Man this week. Yep. And then the uh, Uncharted uh, Legacy of Thieves collection coming sometime this year. OK, uh, but on that page, there is an FAQ section. And one of the questions is, if I already own the game on PS4 or PS5, do I need to purchase the game separately to play it on PC and vice versa? And the answer is yes. The PC console versions the PC and console versions of PlayStation Studio games are different products. It is currently not possible to purchase the PC version of a title and then play it on a PS4 or PS5 console or vice versa. So it does say it is not currently possible. Right. If you read between the lines, that's yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my hope is that uh, we will get this cross by structure, which would yeah. be fantastic for, especially for a lot of these games that, you know, I would like to play on, I don't know, maybe my steam deck, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah. Uh, I know Xbox game pass um, obviously is, is crossed between the two, but if you make a purchase in the Xbox app on PC, is that available on your Xbox? If it's a supported Xbox game? Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. I mean, it's certainly gonna, I don't know. I mean, I can, I can see both sides from a developer standpoint. They probably appreciate obviously getting that additional revenue. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It makes me wonder if, if, what sony's angle is on this are they actually like are they recognizing okay we're not we're missing out on an opportunity of pc gamers that will not buy a console or are they going to try to find ways to get pc gamers to think you know maybe i should get a console too to play these i think that they are maybe i could see them kind of leaning towards a we want to just expand the breadth of people who can play our games Mm -hmm. Because not everyone's going to, especially when it's still very hard to get like a PS5. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also think they might be trying to leverage just multi-platform to, I guess, kind of like what Xbox does with Game Pass and with their 
uh, cloud gaming. I know Sony's made a, a little bit of a push with that with their uh, PS3 titles. If you're subscribed to their premium mm-hmm. version, I can see them getting more into a being a services only kind of business or I guess services first. We're going to sell you our games. Right. You can buy our hardware if you want the one that's tailored specifically for it. But we want you to be able to play it anywhere you want and still buy it, the game from us. Okay. Uh, that that would be my guess, but who knows? Yeah, so, it could kind of be a situation too where they're not really accepting defeat, but recognizing, okay, well, Xbox clearly has something with this Game Pass. People are playing it and utilizing it on PC, so we should also have those games available on PC too. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. And they okay. also maybe are wanting to like leverage the popularity of these handheld PCs that are coming out rather than trying to make the Vita 2 or whatever that mm-hmm. is more powerful maybe just enable their services to run on the steam deck or like the new, uh, the, Oh, all the, these other, uh, I Neo airs of the world. These like small mini, uh, portable PCs that right. can these, run these, a lot of PC switch games. that also run PC games. Yeah. That are running windows, uh, yeah. effectively. Like, yeah, maybe they want to target that demographic too. Mm-hmm. And the Sony games right now are available on steam as well, or just the Epic game store. Both Steam and oh, Epic Games. Okay, okay. So like I can play God of War on my Steam Deck. Nice. Uh, okay. I can play the remastered version of Marvel's Marvel Spider-Man on my Steam Deck. And uh, it's pretty great. It works really well. I'm, I'm into that. I definitely, I think, especially like Spider-Man, I think that would play really great. I think God of War would also play really, get really great. Um, visually, especially with God of War, there's definitely a lot of cinematography in there that looks better on a bigger screen, I'm sure. But action wise, I think that the platform style would play really well on a, on a Steam oh, yeah. Deck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've been finding that uh, almost every game is great on Steam Deck. Yeah. I am I'm finding it harder and harder to justify playing on another console. Uh, OK. But we'll talk about a little bit that about that later during our recommendations, because I have some games to talk about. Oh, perfect. OK, looking forward <laughs> to it. But uh, you have some stuff to talk about. Uh, we've talked about Snapchat Plus in the past. Mm-hmm. You got some updates on it? I do. Um, apparently, people like Snapchat Plus. <laughs> I, I, I heard about this. I didn't. I didn't expect it, to be honest. I did not. I would have. I'm not a betting man all that much. Maybe a little bit on sports, I guess. I take that back. You know what? I am a betting man. But I would not have bet on uh, Snapchat Plus being popular. And apparently... They've already reached a million users and they've been out for like a month. I think it's in their first month now already. They've got a million users, um, according to Snapchat, at least. Um, but it's just, it's that's crazy to me. I mean, if, if you if let's like let's run through the features again here that you get with Snapchat Plus, you get uh, uh, ghost trails on the map, um, best friends forever. So basically you can pin people towards the top, like you mentioned when we first talked about it. Um, a story rewatch indicator. So if people are repeatedly watching your story, you get an indication that that they've been doing that. Um, custom app icons, themes. That's really about the only thing I could see myself subscribing for, um, just because I like to theme and, and change that stuff up. Um, Snapchat Plus badge. I'm assuming maybe it's just a badge, kind of like uh, like on Sony. We talked about Sony already. If you're playing with other friends on PlayStation, you can see if they're using a PS4 console or a PS5 console. I'm assuming it's something kind of similar um, to that situation there. Uh, priority story replies, um, post view emojis, and Bitmoji backgrounds. I didn't know Bitmojis were that popular, to be honest, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. 
I think I made one once. <laughs> yeah, I made one once and I've, I've I never used it after that. I just I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. I sure like I, I can appreciate the the basic structure of how Snapchat works. Sure. But I don't I don't see how it's justified to pay for a premium subscription unless, as I mentioned before, if they want to give me ad free stories on the far right, I would consider just like mm-hmm. YouTube premium. But otherwise, no, I don't I don't get it. I don't at all. But people are doing it. People are into it. So I just had to mention that. I thought it was worth mentioning there because it, it's I don't understand. Help me understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to help you understand on this one. OK, I guess. So we're too old <laughs> that I think the compelling feature. Is it's probably pinning chats and it's uh, I would also say the the repeat of stories. Okay. Um, I think uh, I think that there are people that would are like cognizant of people, I guess, creeping mm-hmm. uh, and just having that extra badge of saying someone kind of like someone replayed your snap. Someone's been replaying your story. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, if it's a repeat habit of someone you don't necessarily know that well or someone that you're just like getting to know or things like that. Or maybe someone you're really interested in and you want to be able to call them out on it. Like, hey, I see you're looking at my stories. Let's talk. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I I could see that being a fairly compelling feature. I don't know if it's one that I would pay for. Maybe maybe Snapchat on the web is what's doing it. People want to snap while they're on their laptop. Um, Maybe. I mean, it's only three ninety nine. So like it's it's dirt cheap, relatively speaking. Right. Like, I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, I, there's other things I would rather spend three ninety nine a month on, and I just I nothing comes to mind right now. But I know that I would rather spend three ninety nine on other things. <laughs> well, let's do a quick uh, reprise of your game last week. Uh, would you rather? Would you rather pay for Snapchat Plus or Twitter Blue? Ooh, because I know you don't pay for either. <laughs> You're right. I don't. For good and reason. I, and I, as do I. Yeah, there's there's not enough value in either of them. Honestly, um, a shock that I don't pay for either, if we're being honest. <laughs> I think it I think <laughs> it speaks volumes, though, that Snapchat in its first month gets a million users. And I don't remember seeing any big headlines about Twitter getting a million <laughs> users in its first month. Um, oh, man, I would probably I mean, Twitter Blue, what all does it give you besides editing your tweets? Uh, that is a good question. Let no, me it does, I don't even think it gives you editing your tweets. It, it, what it does is it just doesn't send your tweet for like thirty seconds, and you can go in and like stop okay, so it before just it like, publishes it. Just like how uh, Apple Mail is treating their their delayed right. mail now. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. I'm gonna pull it up here too. Um. Yeah, I don't. The only thing I see on here is uh, includes features like undo tweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well, learn more about our premium features. So Twitter blue features list, ad free articles. So I guess it's kind of doing like the uh, Apple News, Apple Plus. News kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, bookmark folders, custom app icons, themes, custom navigation, top articles, reader and undo tweet. There you go. Okay. Um, For four ninety nine. 
You know, honestly, if Twitter Blue gave me the option to have my tweets come in chronological order, I would pay for Twitter Blue. Hey, uh, you can you can just do that. Oh, you can. Yeah. When did they change that? That's been there forever. No, it hasn't, because there was a big deal about how they started all about their algorithm. So on the app up in the top right corner, there's like little stars. If you Mm -hmm. click their little diamonds, if you click the little diamonds, it'll give you a pop up that switches between newsfeed and chronological order. Oh, beautiful. Okay, that's that's (laughs) all the information I need to know We're uh, I've learned enough. We're we're done for the night. That's all I need. So so Snapchat Plus then is the one you're going to pay for. I guess. I guess it would be Snapchat Plus. <laughs> I got well, uh, yeah, I mean I would have to see no, I would have to see what app icons are available to me between each. Because I like to have a cohesive theme to my app icons. Um I don't themify my app icons, I should take that back. But the, <laughs> but there is, because that's that's gross. Don't do that. But if I could have like if they had like a flat black Twitter icon or Snapchat icon, I would be all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or for kicks and giggles, give me like the skeuomorphic original Snapchat icon. I would probably do it then. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. This is only three ninety nine. Why not? All right. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, there you have it. Um, I believe we're gonna shift over to TV news. news. Yeah, yeah. Did, right. did you hear? Did you hear about the the new charger? I did not. Uh, okay. So just just want to talk impressions of it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share some images with you. Let me share my screen here, uh, and while I'll put this in the uh, like a link to this article in the show notes, so you can see what we're looking at if you would like to see it, because um, it is honestly, I think it's hot. If I'm being completely honest, okay. Uh, Chrome tab, right, and this is Chrome. This is for the Dodge Charger, right? Yep, this is the Charger EV. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. It is very, very cool looking. Yeah, definitely. I think it's very, very sleek. It it feels like a Charger. Hmm. But yet it still has that like futuristic look to it. It has muscle car vibes. My concern is they went square enough like the previous chargers that I can't imagine it's super aerodynamic. Fair. I don't know. I imagine they've they've got a. They had to have gone through that kind of stuff, but so looks aside, I think it looks pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have a uh, like a large opening for air to pass through, so they they have I guess addressed that uh, aerodynamic thing a little bit. But the biggest thing controversy, if you will, that came up with the announcement was uh, was the sound it makes. So if you're if you're unfamiliar with EVs mm-hmm. uh, because they don't have internal combustion engines, they don't make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, to, in fact, um, so most. Uh, all EVs produce some sort of artificial sound when they're going at slow enough uh, miles per hour to let uh, passersby pedestrians know that you're there. Uh, so, you know, they're not sneaking up on you and hitting you. Mm-hmm. Someone that's been around on EVs for a long time. Uh, 
So, uh, you know, the Charger is a classic muscle car and it, the, the Chargers rely on their Hemis. Yep. So they have a, a very uh, iconic sound. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this. I hope it, it passes through to you. Can you hear this? I cannot. Ah, uh, I, I want to be able to play this for you because. It's something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and what I'll do, I will. Uh, I'll strip this audio and put it in the like the actual podcast. OK, uh, so our listeners can hear it, it not through my phone, mm-hmm. but. Gonna pull this up. This better be good. Now you're really hyping it up for me. It is ridiculous. All muscle, all electric. I don't know how well this is coming through for you. Could you hear its its revs? Yeah, I can hear its revs. So it's got like this. This is very like low, trying to emulate like that low rumble of a of an old like, you know, muscle car. But then when it does, it's like it's revving of the engine. It sounds like a a weed whacker. I don't know. It sounds stupid and I hate it. So, okay. Um, <laughs> first, I know it's not the sound that the car makes when you first rev it up, but so help me if it actually, when you first rev it up, says all muscle. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty great. That would be wonderful. Second, that voice sounded very much like Optimus Prime. And I know it couldn't have been Peter Cullen because I know that he had, uh, I believe he passed away, I think. Um, but it almost sounded kind of like Brian Cranston. I kind of hear that. Which uh, I believe, and I'm pretty sure, I don't remember if he's Dodge or if he was doing Ford commercials. But it very much sounded like Brian Cranston. Anyways, <laughs> I I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not great. No, uh, no, it definitely sounds like, it sounds like I took our electric weed whacker outside to cut some weeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does sound just like that. Uh, and I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It is a big bummer because if I'm being honest, like the Charger and Challenger, are like some of my favorite muscle cars mm-hmm. uh, just behind like the Trans Am. Yeah. Uh, but boy, that sound is very bad. Like, you know what they really need to do is just like have have the speakers like have the um, have the whole like exhaust pipe like you would with a regular ice uh, car. And have the speaker like far back enough that a regular muffler would. And that might help it a little bit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if you can if you can emulate that sound. I, I don't think you can, but I think that's going to sound a lot better than what you just played for me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think they should just play like they should adopt a new standard, something that is like iconic for electric muscle cars, whether that's. uh elevator music or i was gonna uh, say give, yeah give there should it shouldn't even just it should just be a standard for all electric vehicles they should just play music when you're going like under 10 miles per hour 
just play just play like, music out into the environment. The, the Star Wars Cantina song, like whatever <laughs> yes. it's going to be. Every time you you rev the engine, like yes. you just hear the hear some jizz. And I don't know if you were aware. <laughs> did you know that that's what that's called? I I did not. I don't approve. And George Lucas himself, uh, the the music and the specifically the Cantina music. Uh-huh. Um, he decided he was going to name that genre jizz. There you go. <sighs> There's your fun fact for the day. Yeah. I, he doesn't have a great track record for naming schemes. <laughs> <laughs> like of all the it's jazz, but we're going to change it just a little bit and yeah. make it a little nasty. So let's make it Jaws or Jaws <laughs> or or anything but jazz even. But mm-hmm. no, no, no. I don't and on approve. that note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of uh, of tech related price oopsies that happened this week yes some some great wonderful things that i was able to take advantage of half of them um so i'll start with fifa um i don't i don't know how much you play the fifa games i actually have uh i want to say it's fifa 20 maybe um it's a lot of fun um i got it with i i think i had it with my ps4 actually right before i got my ps5 um i enjoy the fifa games they're great um, I haven't yeah. got one in a while. I don't think enough changes really for me to be like, oh, I have to get one every year. Um, but FIFA, not like Madden, not like Madden. No, uh, but FIFA 23 uh, had a bit of an oopsies or EA had a bit of an oopsies uh, when selling in was. Uh, did we confirm what country this was in then? India, India in India. Uh, so it was supposed to go on sale for forty eight hundred rupees and they accidentally had it up for sale for four point eight rupees. Uh, which translates to six cents in U.S. dollars. Yep, that is quite the whoopsie. Unbelievable. Uh, let's have those. Uh, um, let's have those errors here in the U.S. too. That would be wonderful, right? Um, Specifically, it was on the Epic Game Store. Yes. Uh, yes. So that that is a a piece of note that yes. when, then EA published it on the Epic Game Store. Somehow they put a decimal point in. So I will be watching Epic's Game Store like a hawk now for other great deals. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was all a big publicity stunt, I'm sure. Um, but I think the coolest thing about it is EA is is honoring it. They didn't reach back out and say, hey, we're actually going to charge the rest of this difference. And they didn't have Epic Store do the same because obviously they have that card info because you made the purchase. Right. Um, and they said, nope, we, we, it, was our, it was our bad. We're going to honor it. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, the bigger news story I have, though, is I was perusing on Reddit as one does late in the evening before falling asleep. And I come across a, a post to the Pixel uh, subreddit that a couple people are having some luck going into Target for a clearance Pixel 6 Pro that's being clearanced down to $650. But when it's being ran up on the cash register, it is instead coming up to $250. Holy crap. Yeah, that's so, a bit of a difference. Yeah, that's a huge difference. So I was like, well, heck, um, that's a really good deal. Uh, I feel like I'd be an idiot not to take advantage of that because obviously we talk about tech on this on this podcast. Uh, it's great to have our hands on as much tech as possible. And when it's a steal like that, why wouldn't you? So the next morning, um, I go to one of our local targets. Uh, I checked online first on the target app to see which ones had it in stock still. Um, and one of our local targets did here in Des Moines. So I went up there and they didn't have the clearance stickers on there, but I was able to catch someone in the electronics section 
And he goes, uh, yeah, I just don't have the clearance stickers on there yet, but I'd be happy to, to rent it up here for you. And I said, yeah, well, if, if, uh, if you don't mind just letting me know here real quick, once you get that clearance sticker on there, what that's going to rent up to, I'd be, I'd be happy to take a look because uh, I saw some interesting news on Reddit. And he's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, let me, let me take a look here. Pulls it up on his phone and it shows $650 for the clearance price. And I was like, um, this is going to sound really weird, but would you mind actually reining it up and seeing if it comes up any different for me? Because I'm seeing on Reddit that there's an error you guys have in your system right now. And it could rain up at $250 for me. And I would absolutely love to pay that price. <laughs> and, and he kind of like rolls his eyes a little bit, shuffles around. He's like, yeah, okay, sure. We'll, we'll do it. Why not? I got nothing else to do. Uh, so he rains it up and it rains up at 650. And I was like, oh man, well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to pass then. Uh, cause I was really hoping for that $250 price tag. And he's like, no, I'll tell you what, if you can find it, for three hundred dollars, I'd be happy to price match. If you any other price, if it's lower than six fifty, I'll be happy to price match for you. So I start kind of rummaging on my phone, and I can tell he's getting a little bit impatient. And finally, he goes, "You know what? Just pull up the Target app." And I was like, "Yeah, the problem is it's only when you ran it up in the Target store. It's not going to show on the app." And he's like, "No, just just pull it up in the Target app." And I was like, oh, "Okay." And then I start kind of rummaging. I was like, "I'm sure I could find this article for you. Let me just try to find this Reddit article." He's like, "No, pull it up in the Target app." Make it look like I am price matching for you and I will pull it up at $300. And I was just like dumbfounded. I'm like, are, are you serious? He's like, yeah, just, just, I need to at least have you show me your, your phone. So it looks like I'm price matching and I will, I, I believe you, I will mark it down to 300. So moral of the story is waste a target employee's time and they'll likely mark it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would not I would not suggest that uh, I would not make that the moral of the story treat your uh, retail employees with the utmost of respect because honestly I do not envy any retail employee no I don't either I, we, we, we've both worked retail we know what it's like I'm yeah. I I have a lot of respect for that guy I have no doubt I mean he's he's obviously risking his job marking it down as much as he did for me because that's I mean he marked it that he 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 said he's like I can't do two fifty, but I would be willing to do three fifty. And then I said, well, you did say three hundred originally, and he's like, okay, I'll do three hundred. Um, and we left it at that, and and I immediately left the store because I didn't want anything else to come of it, and I didn't want to get him in trouble in case anyone else walked by. And it was great, but yeah, so utmost respect for him. I'm not going to say which target I got it from or anything because I don't want anything to come of it. But yeah, huge shout out to uh, to that wonderful gentleman. Yes. Yes. Uh, very cool. I'm uh, very envious of everyone who got the six pro for such a discounted rate. I and mean, honestly, even a six fifty, that is a, a very good deal for the six pro. Yes, that is a it is one heck of a phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it makes sense with the seven and seven pro on the horizon that they would be marking them down. Absolutely. I, I, I will say, too, I, I do need to eat some crow at this point because I know that I've bashed the six pro in the past on the podcast without ever having any experience with it because of all the <laughs> bugs that get reported on it. And while I have experienced some kind of annoying bugs, mostly with Outlook though, so it could be app related, um, I like it a lot. I mean, and we've talked about this in the past too, that uh, actually I think just last week that Google Assistant runs a lot better on the Pixel 6 Pro than on a Samsung phone. Yes. Um, I, uh, like I, I posed that question last week, would you rather? Um, I have a lot better experience and a lot better track record already with prompting my assistant on my six pro than I did on my Samsung phone. And it's just, it, I, 
the fact that I can still keep my phone in my pocket and not even have to take it out of my pocket. I can keep it in my pocket and walk into a room that doesn't have a Google Assistant speaker in there and talk to the Google Assistant. It takes an extra second because I think it's kind of hesitating, like, mm, should I let them know I'm actually listening while it's in my pocket? But it does it. And it's it's phenomenal. Absolutely love yeah. it. So I, I yeah, I I'm having a blast with it. I'm liking it a lot more than the S22 Ultra at this point. I do miss the stylus. I'll always miss the stylus, but I think I kind of have to push it aside like the Blackberry keyboards of of your. So <laughs> uh well I will uh I will definitely be I'll be channeling the spirit of the stylus when I am reviewing the the Fold 4 because I am getting the stylus case along with it. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, but big recommend on the, the Pixel 6 Pro. Yes. The voice to text on it is. Has no competitor. I completely There's, forgot about that. Yeah. Like go into the voice record app and just switch it to the like the. D- dictation mm-hmm. it is incredible it will effectively match everything you say with punctuation perfectly like it may get a couple words here and there off but like some of the stuff it does where if you autocorrect name spelling it'll just remember that that's how you want to autocorrect it too and so when you voice to text in the future it just inputs it correctly like it'll match it from your contacts that's nuts i know i i yeah. um i i've been meaning to play with live captions some more too because i don't i think it was with the pixel 4s that that launched um but I didn't really experience that too much with the S22 Ultra, even though it had it on there too. But like captions on in the YouTube app is just garbage. And I've been meaning to test out live caption on my actual, on the phone itself, since that's hardware side instead of software side to see if it's more accurate uh, with captions in YouTube by doing it that way. You should also try just doing captions on video you record. Like take a video, mm-hmm. do voiceover with it, and then it, it generates captions for it. Oh. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've got lot, lots of different things to play with on this phone yet. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far though. It's definitely, definitely the iPhone of Android phones in my opinion. And I've, I've loved it for it. So. And well, now that you got a six pro, uh, I can, uh, hand over the reins of doing the Android 13, uh, feature rundown video to you. All of three minutes to cover the few features. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Probably, probably some YouTube shorts I can get in there, I suppose. <laughs> That would actually be a very good uh, yeah. use of shorts. Yeah. Um, but moving on to our final small topic, uh, we just briefly wanted to talk about HBO Max uh, as we are one to do talking about a streaming service on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, HBO Max, like we have mentioned in the past, is going through some some changes. And uh, this week they have changed quite a bit. Uh, they are offering up a pretty uh, sizable discount. For a yearly subscription to HBO Max, if you are a new or returning customer, you get 30% off, which is pretty aggressive. It equates to being like eight bucks and some change a month. Uh, But that does come with some caveats. They are removing a bunch of programming, uh, particularly like on the animated and more kids geared side, Uh, but not just kid geared. So, uh, for example... Uh, close enough. The follow-up show to regular shows, like the regular show creator, uh, created a new show called Close Enough. It is fantastic, extremely funny. It is getting dropped, uh, just completely being removed from the platform. It's an HBO Max original. It's just gone. Uh, Infinity Train, another extremely well-regarded uh, animated show, 
uh, a lot of Cartoon Network stuff. So like OKKO and Uncle Grandpa just going away. Uh, not a lot of indication as to why. Uh, even the the Elmo's late night talk show is going away. Yeah, um, I was disappointed in that one. And I know, well, because I mentioned before, too, on the podcast here, my concern is how they're going to handle Sesame Street because they have all of the Sesame Street backlog currently on HBO Max, which is a huge IP. So it surprised me and disappoints me, honestly, that they would start to kind of gear away from that. Because, um, like, I mean, I, I haven't for the last couple of years, but like when my daughter was younger, like two, three, like we watched a lot of Sesame Street on HBO Max. Um, like she, I mean, obviously Elmo is a huge marketing uh, giant anyways, but like she, she could recognize Elmo very, very quickly in life. And uh, to see that they're getting rid of something like that, um, that, admittedly, I've never watched it, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, talk quickly just about some of the changes they're doing. Uh, it's disappointing. I hope this stuff comes back. There is a lot of fear right now going in the, I guess, animated community. A lot of uh, like showrunners uh, I saw actually right before we started recording Alex Hirsch, the creator of Gravity Falls, tweeted today, uh, hey, with the stuff that's happening on HBO Max and with Disney known for just locking stuff away in their vault. Uh, it may be a good idea to like buy Gravity Falls on Blu-ray uh, mm-hmm. just just so that you have it. And to be fair, yeah, I like if there's content, like there's a lot of stuff that I have. Uh, like I've got the entirety of Avatar the Last Airbender and Legend of Korra on Blu-ray because I know that if it ever left streaming, I want to be able to have the ability to watch it, mm-hmm. uh, which it has left streaming in the past. Like it was on Netflix and then just was gone for years. Uh, now, isn't it safe to say that that should remain on Paramount Plus, though, at some point? Yeah, it should. Yeah. But like, and just like Gravity Falls should remain on Disney Plus, but true, you true. never know. Uh, for some reason, like animated content in particular is just not, even though it is some of the most watched mm-hmm. content on uh, streaming platforms, is not given the same respect that a lot of other programming is. Yeah, I mean, Gravity Falls in particular, like you you and I absolutely love that that show. And and we're both sad at how, how short of a, a series it was. Um, and it, it, yeah, I definitely, I don't think it's a terrible idea to get a, a hard copy of that one in particular, because it, it's definitely, it's the type of show that really tailors to all ages whatsoever. Yeah. Like the, there's, yeah, there's it's deep, tremendous. Yeah, deep things that, that adults can follow. And, and at the same time, surface level, definitely something kids can enjoy too. Well, that's like in Infinity Train is another great example of a show that's like that. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic show for people of all ages. Um, Close Enough is definitely more adult <laughs> geared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even still, like there's just animated content in particular is just not held to the same regard that other kinds of content are. And it's disappointing mm-hmm. because there's some very, very, very good animated content. Uh, but that is all for our shorter stories this week. We are going to move to our big topic. But first... Wanted to uh, just give our little plugs. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at EnserJ. Ben is at BenRealFun. Uh, follow our YouTube channel, which is TechSpace. And uh, we have a Patreon that we are supported by our patrons. Uh, get a lot of cool stuff that we want to do there as soon as we have a, a good amount of patrons, including giveaways. Yeah, uh, But big story of the week. Uh, two days ago. The Inflation Reduction Act was passed. We have talked a little bit about this in the past with the EV tax credits, but it is complicated. It is messy, and there's a lot of stuff with it. 
So I want to break down the two big chunks that apply to most people, and that's going to be the EV tax credits, at least on the tech side. Because there's some other stuff, the Inflation Reduction Act that does on a lot of other fronts that you know doesn't necessarily get brought into here. Uh, some of the stuff like uh, prescription medication being capped at uh, certain price levels, things like uh, like highway cleanup and interstate restructuring to uh, help aid those communities that they built uh, highways through their their neighborhoods, which completely you know disrupted their entire like growth potential. Lots of stuff like that. that they're doing great things on, uh, but for the sake of this podcast and the tech stuff, uh, the two big pieces are primarily solar and uh, other like retrofitting for climate control and EVs. So starting with the climate stuff, uh, there's a whole list of things that they are giving you tax credits on uh, for uh, updating your home to make it more energy efficient. Things like replacing your windows, things like doing air sealing uh, to make it so you aren't using as much power to keep your home cool and hot. Uh, updating your heat source. So instead of moving uh, moving away from gas furnaces to electric furnaces, uh, which effectively work the same as an air conditioner, just in reverse, um, which is very cool. Uh, all of these things have tax credits up to fifteen hundred dollars uh, for the for the year. Same uh, process that would go with it, like the EV tax credits of before. You'll get that back on your like as a reduction from what you owe in taxes. So if you get the full $1,500, then it'll remove it from what, what you owe that year's tax. Uh, and it's something that you can redeem every year. So if this year you want to do your windows, great. Next year, you can do your uh, air sealing. And the year after that, you can update your, your heat source. Uh, you can uh, redeem up to $1,500. The heat, uh, like the new furnace thing, that is up to $2,000 for tax credit. Wow. Which is great. Because uh, those are uh, fairly expensive uh, things to change out. Uh, but yeah, that goes till 2032. You can take advantage of those tax credits for renovating your home um, starting January 1st, which rules. Yeah. Uh, solar. So notably, solar tax credits have been 30% uh, for the past while. Uh, for like, I think since 2000. Doesn't. 12, 15, that something right. like that. Yeah, that sounds yeah, yeah. about right. 12, 13, right around there. Uh, so it's been 30% and it was scheduled to start decreasing next year. So it was going to be 26% and then 22% in 2024. That has also been extended out past uh, to 2032. Um, so you will get a 30% uh, tax credit of what you spend on solar uh, back on your tax credits, or tax returns, which is huge mm -hmm. fantastic that has been extended out that far uh so that's kind of the home side of climate renovation that uh the tax benefits from the inflation reduction act moving on to the ev side of things this is where it gets particularly sticky so as we've, we've talked about before they uh the proposal was set the extension of the 7500 dollars ev tax credit for new vehicles removing the two hundred thousand vehicle cap by manufacturer mm -hmm. and uh adding in a $4,000 used EV uh, credit, which is honestly, I think the biggest deal for uh, the, the biggest change for all of it, allowing used vehicles to get the tax credits is huge. Um, so some things that have come to light since we've talked about this last, first and foremost, the tax credit is at time of purchase now. So instead of being coming back on your tax returns, it is being reduced from the price of your purchase upfront. Oh, cool. Which is incredible. Yeah. 
Um, so that is the kind of the only positive change. Oh. <laughs> the the other changes are they're they are positive if you're looking at the we want to manufacture more in the U.S. So the seventy five hundred dollar tax credit. The vehicles have to be assembled in the U.S. The key term is assembled. Okay. So the Biden administration has made a very handy website that details all the vehicles that will qualify mm-hmm. that are assembled in, in the U.S. So these vehicles are the 2022 Audi Q5, the BMW 33 or 330e and the X5, the Bolt EUV EV, Sorry, the Bolt EV and the Bolt EUV, which is their sedan and crossover. The Chrysler Pacifica plug-in hybrid uh, EV. The Ford Escape plug-in EV. The Ford F-Series, so the Lightning. Mm -hmm. The Mach-E and their electric transit van. The GMC Hummer, the electric one. Mm -hmm. uh, Probably going to release someday. Someday. Uh, The Jeep Grand Cherokee plug-in hybrid. The Jeep Wrangler plug-in, the Lincoln Aviator, the Lincoln Corsair, the Lucid Air, the Nissan Leaf, the Rivian EDV R1S and R1T, the Tesla Model 3, S, X, and Y, and the Volvo S60. Uh, Those are the 2022 models. The 2023, the only notable addition is the Cadillac Lyric and the Mercedes EQS SUV. So I have to say, I'm a little disappointed that on their website, they did not take advantage of Tesla's naming scheme and actually list it as Model S, 3, X, and Y. Yes, that is a bummer. that was the whole intent in the first place. Yes. Now, something to note. We are in a limbo. So when it comes to the what qualifies for tax credits, the old rules apply for the manufacturer sales caps. So currently, uh, GM vehicles uh, and uh, Teslas have hit the cap. So they do not qualify for the EV tax credits until January 1st. Okay. However, prior to this change, vehicles that were manufactured or assembled outside of the U.S., uh, those vehicles qualified. So Mm -hmm. things like the uh, Kia EV6 and the um, the Hyundai uh, Ionic 5. Yeah, Ionic 5 and the soon to be 6, I guess, too. Yep. Yep. The Volkswagen ID4, the. uh, I mean, like the Toyota one that the wheels were falling off. Mm -hmm. All of these electric vehicles that are manufactured and assembled out of the U.S., while qualified and technically would have qualified to the end of the year, because we a lot of these rules have come into effect August 16th, they no longer qualify at all. Oh, um, there are some weird rules that if you like had signed a contract, but your vehicle had not been delivered, mm-hmm. you still qualify. That makes sense. Uh, there were other rules that say like you can pick and choose. So because certain vehicles like their estimated ship time was going to be outside of the window. So this, this takes into the other change that they added, which was the dollar amount caps. Okay. So for sedans and crossovers, uh, $55,000 is the like ceiling. Right. So if the, the car exceeds that 
no credit. Mm -hmm. For trucks and SUVs, if it's $85,000 or more, uh, that it, it does you don't get the credits. Mm -hmm. So things like the Rivian. Yeah. So the, uh, most of the Rivian trims uh, are above that threshold. Mm -hmm. However, they would have qualified prior to this change. So right. they are in that limbo where even though their vehicles qualified now if it doesn't get shipped until next year they can still take advantage of the old rules because they signed their contract prior gotcha a lot of a lot of wiggle room basically stuff, if they, they had a deposit at the bottom down. right yeah if, well if they, yeah if they've signed their contract that they're getting a vehicle um they they can still take advantage of the tax credit even though they're they're now priced out okay okay the used tax credit is four thousand dollars or 30% of the vehicle's costs, whichever is lower, which basically means anything under 133 mm -hmm. is $4,000 tax credit. Again, at time of purchase, which makes a $13,000 EV $9,000, right. which that's huge rules. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I expect to start seeing some of these vehicles creep into there, mm -hmm. uh, starting around, uh, you know, with such with the bolt. EV and EUV, those uh, yeah. dramatic price drops that they did this year mm -hmm. uh, to like 23 and 27,000 respectively. Yeah. Or like, like hybrids too. A lot of hybrids seem to yeah. seem, yeah, those should drop a lot quicker than full electric vehicles, I feel like. Um, there are, again, still requirements. They have to meet a certain like uh, uh, capacity in order to qualify for the tax credit. Okay. Uh, it can't be like the little tiny small batteries. They only get partial credits, just mm -hmm. like four. Uh, but the used credits don't have the same assembled rules. Okay. So used, uh, you know, uh, Ionic fives and EV sixes mm -hmm. and ID fours, those vehicles will qualify for the four thousand dollars if you're buying it used. Okay. Um, Any used, or are they also like? I mean, so like certified pre-owned. If you look at certified pre-owned versus pre-owned, is that would that still likely be considered used? I imagine. Uh, yeah, uh, basically anything that is could, had a single owner right. or more. Okay. Um, and again, these are all coming off at time of purchase, which is huge. Uh, and it, it does incentivize a whole lot of people to purchase electric vehicles. Um, the fact that you know the vehicles assembled out of the U.S. is a bummer. So things like the Volkswagen ID. Four, the website that the Biden administration has released does not has not uh, added the 2023 ID4, even though they are building ID4s in the US. Mm -hmm. um, the 2023 models are supposed to have US built ones shipping. I imagine. Yeah. So. Um, so I wonder if we'll see situations where manufacturers that typically assemble outside of the US begin to assemble, like, say, only five to 10 percent of their line in the U.S. Would that take advantage, or is there a threshold for percentage of how many need to be assembled in the U.S.? Does it state anything you know, like that? So it is all based on the VIN number. Okay. So if the VIN shows built in the U.S., you're good. Oh, okay. Or assembled in U.S. Yeah. Assembled and built mean different things. I know. Uh, in the, I know. In these um, qualifications. <laughs> so I can so just see is, in the future there being. I think it was was it Volkswagen? I believe that whole had the whole uh, uh, emissions gate situation. <laughs> yeah, diesel gate. Yes, diesel gate. Uh, yes, which is why we have Electrify America. So not all bad. Yeah, I suppose. Um, 
obviously good came from it, but yes. I wonder if we could see manufacturers start to try to kind of spoof the numbers a little bit. If they manufacture some in the U.S., they start adding additional VIN numbers that claim to be manufactured in the U.S. You know, I wouldn't put it past any big company, yeah. honestly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there is one more like hiccup that is confusing. Any vehicle that uses batteries that are manufactured in China, specifically the materials the batteries are made of, will not qualify for the tax credit. Okay. In uh, starting next year, any batteries that use any material sourced from China will no longer qualify. The problem is the minerals and like the materials used to build these batteries uh, are hard to come by. Mm-hmm. The batteries are huge, so they have to use a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And we don't have any clear indication on the like what batteries use this stuff. Hmm. So right now, there really is no good way to know what vehicles are going to qualify based on the that like specific piece right. of the the, the is, tax credit. So it's probably safe to assume they'll start if they don't, if they don't already, they'll have some type of not a VIN, obviously, since that's vehicle identification number, but maybe a well, VIN is already used too, but a battery <laughs> indication or identification mm-hmm. number of some sort. Um, to serialize batteries too to make it evident where it was manufactured and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It'll be it'll be interesting. So there's there's definitely still more to come. Mm-hmm. Um oh, one more thing to note on that four thousand dollar used EV credit, uh it is vehicle cap price at twenty five thousand. So you can't buy a used like Tesla for thirty thousand and get the tax credit. Gotcha. Okay. Ooh, well. I don't think we'll be seeing any tax credits for Teslas then. <laughs> yeah, fair. Because I mean, even the even the Model Three, I think, is up to like the base model new is is that pushing fifty five thousand yet? It's pretty close to. I think so. It depends on the trim, but yeah. Well, yeah, even the base model trim though, I think, was originally. I mean, what they originally wanted it at like forty five thousand, and I think it went up almost. No, they originally 10, wanted it at thirty. It was supposed to be the thirty thousand right. dollar electric. That's vehicle. right. And it was for a very short time. With a very the tax short credits. time. Yes, with, that's true. With the tax credits. Um, so right now, a rear wheel drive Model 3 is uh, purchase price 46.9. Oh, I think it's including the credits then. Uh, yeah, vehicle. Oh, I'm no, showing they're on, out of credits. On Tesla's website, it shows 48,490 for the rear wheel drive. Oh, wait, let me look at purchase on- price here. Yeah, forty six thousand nine ninety. Yeah, that's okay. what I said. Forty six oh, nine. Okay. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Their website's stupid. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, at the bottom it says vehicle price. Yeah. Forty eight four uh four ninety, which I think is including maybe it's including some trim that we haven't removed on the website. The, the sport wheels. Yep. Are auto selected. That's what it is. That sneaky fifteen hundred. Which actually uh, reduces the estimated range. Uh, so they, they want you to add $1,500 to have slightly less range. Right, exactly. Though, you can get a Tesla Model 3 base model with 
enhanced autopilot and it will still meet the tax credit requirement. There you go. 52,990. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, full self-driving capability is 12,000 though. So yeah, maybe not the case. Nope. If, so, so you, you can't can, have and, full enhanced autopilot pilot gets you most of the good stuff, which is like the summon. Yeah, it, and... I mean, go big or go home, man. Uh, if you're going to go big, though, I mean, if, if you're putting full self-driving capability on the base model, Model 3, what are you doing? <laughs> but that does put it over the tax credit threshold. That's at 58990 Right. Yeah. Not that you'll have a lot of those features for quite some time. I, I still feel bad for people that got the original model model S's and bought the full capability. And I mean, still haven't used it yet. You've already traded in your vehicle for a newer one and you still haven't had chance right. to use it yet. But know. that is a whole lot about the the Inflation Reduction Act. It is a big deal. It, there's a lot of stuff with it. It's going to enable a lot of good, I guess, value for the next decade of you know, electric vehicle purchases and some climate uh, reduction, I guess, climate impact reduction uh, modifications to your home. In addition to a host of other things, uh, definitely go and check out all the coverage on various platforms to, to see what that bill puts in, because it is it is a hefty one. Yeah, I'm interested to hear. I, I don't know. And maybe this has already been confirmed or not. But I mean, because um, uh, Pete Buttigieg being the head of, of transportation, um, um, branch there for, for the government at this point in time. I'm curious how much he had in the EV side. I mean, no doubt, obviously, he did with the road infrastructure because that's 100% his line of work right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, yeah, shout out, shout out to him because I, I don't think I've ever heard of um, this much attention going into our road infrastructure and, and EV vehicles uh, in the last decade. At least. Right. I completely agree. Yeah. Definitely making a name for um, himself there. Yeah. So moving on, wrapping up. Yes. Let's talk about our recommendations. Yes. Ben, what are you recommending us this week? Oh man, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it today, because it just launched today, but She Hulk is out. I I've seen a lot of coverage on it. I've not watched it yet. Oh man. It is great. I honestly Jake. didn't finish Ms. Marvel and I need to go and do that. I feel Bro. sad because I enjoyed it so much. I just Oh so good. I'm very busy. Yes, it is good. It is very good. Um, She-Hulk, I I'm into it. Um, I really enjoy there. There's some talking to the audience, just like Deadpool, and I absolutely love that she breaks the fourth wall uh, a couple times cool. at least. I'm interested to see. Uh, they she only did it like I think three times in this episode, um, so it, it didn't feel overdone. I'm interested to see how much more she'll do it. They really, I mean, they just, they just jump right into, uh, so this is how she's She-Hulk. And I kind of appreciated that. It's like, uh, we're going to catch you up right now. This is how she see, this is how she is She-Hulk. And then right away we get into her actual story. And I like that a lot because I know nothing about She-Hulk whatsoever. And I'm sure that this is, they probably just did it, uh, MCU way instead of how it actually is in the comics. So I, I haven't seen any pushback on that yet online. Um, but uh yeah i'm really enjoying it the the comedy is great it definitely um it feeds into the um the the whole uh, uh, uh girls can do things better than guys kind of thing a little bit like trope a mm-hmm. little bit 
um, with uh, seeing just how much more quickly she adapts to becoming a Hulk versus how uh, they kind of riff on how Bruce Banner has been dealing with the Hulk for 10 plus years based off of the MCU's timeline. Um, mm-hmm. And so that, that was pretty fun kind of seeing them do that. It, it's, it's good. It's good. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Cause again, I know nothing of she Hulk or her villains or anything like that. So I'll be interested to see um, where, what direction that takes. I believe the, the main antagonist though, I think is one of the actresses from the good place. Um, hmm. Let me let me double check on that real quick, because I'm fairly certain that we got like a little glimpse of her towards the very end. And I think it is the same gal. Yes, it is. It is um, Jamila Jamil. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's also in in a good place uh, or the good place um, as to honey. Uh, yeah. And I loved her character uh, in The Good Place also. So I'm, I'm interested to see Same. how much we, we didn't really get much dialogue from her in this episode. But yeah, I'm excited to see more time with her, too, uh, on camera. It's yeah, definitely cannot cannot recommend enough so far. Great first impressions uh, with the with the first episode. So I will be tuning in every Thursday going forward. I am excited to give it a shot. Uh, yeah, I, I, it looks good. I'm like I said, I need to finish. I, mean, I didn't finish Moon Knight. I didn't finish. Uh, Ms. Marvel. You still haven't finished uh, Moon Knight? No, I got one episode left, man. Oh I can't do it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> why? It's not even like... It was fine. Yeah, I will say, I I mean, you and I liked the beginning of it a lot. Because um, I remember, like, you got me to watch it. Because I, I, I mm-hmm. thought, oh, that seems kind of interesting. I really, I'm, I'm a sucker for Egyptian mythology. I love anything Egyptian mythology. Um, and yeah, those first few episodes were great. It definitely it, it does get a little weird at the end, so I can see why you're like, ah, I don't really need to watch the last episode. But see, I actually thought it got better as it went along. Okay, I just I took a break because I started watching. Uh, I want to say Obi Wan came out. Okay, and I watched Obi Wan, and since I have so little time that I watch like new television, mm-hmm. uh, I just never went back because then I also started watching Ms. Marvel. And I just couldn't compel myself to get back into it. Uh, same thing with this Marvel. Like I, well, I think I watched the first three episodes and I have not gone back to it. Man. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. It is. I just can't. Uh, I, I will get to it. Mm-hmm. I will eventually. Yeah, you need to. It, I, I want to see. I don't know. I, I'm really curious where the MC, how the MCU is going to shape, shape out here with, with, um, with all these different Disney plus characters they're introducing, are we going to see all of them on the big screen all together at some point, or are they all going to have just kind of side stories? Um, and they're just not really like they want to have this content for everybody. Cause it's definitely, I feel like this content that's been coming out on Disney plus um, seems to be hitting more um, inclusion, which is absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I'm curious if they're doing this more for sake of inclusion or for we have a reason for them to be here now. So we get their backstories before we actually get them on the big screen. Yeah, I think it's a little of both. I think they uh, the main core cast has their contracts have expired. Mm-hmm. They're have played the characters for over a decade and it's uh ushering in a new group of people and so when you're ushering in a new group of people we've got characters that are like people of color Mm -hmm. uh so let's focus on those take advantage of the opportunity to get more 
voices in. Yeah. The only thing that makes me nervous, though, too, is I, I had read somewhere um, that they're not Marvel isn't doing like the, the big, big contracts like they did with our original Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. It's more on a, a, a project by project basis. So that makes me a little nervous um, that they may start to try to develop these plans for characters. And maybe that's when they'll offer it once those plans are more cemented. Um, but it just feels it doesn't feel as cohesive so far, at least. And and hope my hope, my hope still is that we'll get to a point where it's like, oh, OK, so that's why they had all these characters introduced. And maybe they're just introducing all of them before the Secret Wars. It's it's hard to decide. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that they maybe want to get. Maybe like test the waters mm-hmm. with these like characters to see which ones play mm-hmm. and which ones they want to incorporate into big stuff. Oh, so help me if we'll it's see. your fault, Jake, that I don't get Moon Knight and more things because you didn't finish the series. I'm going to be very <laughs> upset. Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess that, the, that if that one view is teetering the line, yeah. then it isn't worth being included. It absolutely then. is. Um, but my recommendation yes. of the week, uh, it's a... I hope I'm saying this right. It's a small uh, like indie title. It's a video game. Um, have you heard of Fortnite? Yes, I've heard of Fortnite. You are not bringing uh, Fortnite for your recommendation. I'm. Uh, it's a half recommendation. My real recommendation is Cult of the Lamb. Uh, but I do want to call out Fortnite because I have never, ever, ever enjoyed Fortnite my, ever since it came out. Mm-hmm. I loved PUBG. I was a PUBG stan. Yep. Uh, I thought Fortnite was just a, a cartoonish ripoff that people globbed onto mm-hmm. because it was free. Uh, and uh, I mean, at that time, yeah, that was what it was. However, they have done so many things to Fortnite. It is a delight. It is a joy to play. It feels good. First and foremost, they have a, a zero build mode, which is my biggest problem with Fortnite to begin with yes. is I was not good at building. Uh, and I didn't want to get good at building, so I was just never good at the game. Once you get to the last like 20 people, it is just who can build faster. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't for me. Uh, they teased and tested a zero build mode for like a month, and it was very popular, and they just kept it as a permanent game mode. Um, obviously, they've had their host of uh, content tie-ins. Mm-hmm. They are the like giants of being able to get any property they could possibly imagine into Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week they have introduced the a couple of the characters from the Dragon Ball universe. So Goku and Vegeta and Bulma and Beerus are in Fortnite. OK, uh, the they often bring like abilities or weapons. Those characters uh, from the their content use. So like the Kamehameha wave is in there. Uh, it is a pickup that you can get and use against your your opponents. It is great. It is extremely powerful. It is very hard to control. It is perfect. Uh, so it our, our yes. good our good friend Ray is a huge Dragon Ball fan. Uh, please tell me that is not why you guys are like, oh, yeah, we'll give Fortnite a chance because they have Dragon Ball content now. That is absolutely why okay. we decided to play it. OK, uh, and it is it is so silly. The things that they have added in this game. For example, you can just go and watch full episodes of Dragon Ball Super inside of Fortnite. During in like fact, during a free for all match or what? No, it's just its own separate like lobby. Oh, they just have like a big giant screen in game where you just go and sit down and watch like 
an episode of Dragon Ball Super, and they've got like eight of them that you can pick from. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's kind of, and, and that's an achieve. Like a, they give you quests of things to do mm-hmm. to, uh, I guess, keep you engaged in the game mm-hmm. that you can do during matches. So, uh, for example, right now there is an Indiana Jones side quest uh, where you can get Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones as a uh, costume. Okay. Uh, and one of the missions to unlock a new like skin for him is uh, there is a temple. And there's like a little puzzle. They have to match like you have to rotate stones in the correct order based on their position within the map mm-hmm. and it opens up a secret uh, doorway. And we didn't realize this. But when you walk through the doorway, uh, tons of booby traps go off, instantly killed us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hilarious. So funny. Um, but yeah, that's just in the game. So like not only do you have to solve the puzzle, open the, the door, get past the booby traps and then once you're even in there and you get like the golden idol or whatever, there is another hidden door somewhere in there you got to find to actually complete the quest. All while a battle royale is going on mm-hmm. and you're trying to be the last person of 100 to keep standing. Oh my gosh. Trying to get this side quest done. It's so silly and it's, it is a blast. But the, the, the reason why I wanted to give it a try is because I was on Twitter and I saw a short video of Goku with a lightsaber doing a Kamehameha blast. And then doing a TikTok dance like. There's just something <sighs> about that that was so good. Uh, I then saw one of Venom <laughs> doing a Kamehameha, riding a flying Nimbus like with a sword on his back is is amazing. OK, the ad is a blast. Actually, it feels really good to play. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Uh, they do a really good job like drip feeding you into the game um like you play mostly against bots so that way you don't feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. by like longtime players and it, they slowly pull out bots with real players as you go along and get more competent in the game um apparently they're like cash tournament like game you can win money oh in fortnite now uh we were trying to play they have a like one of the arcs in dragon ball super is the tournament of tournament of power and so they were holding a tournament of power today where like it was duos. And so depending on how many wins you got uh-huh. and you, if you placed, you got prizes. And I guess like when we tried to launch it, it said you have to enable two factor authentication to qualify for cash prizes. Mm. Uh, OK, so that's wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fortnite. It's uh, it's a good game. It's really, really fun. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying that in, in the year 2022. Yeah, that uh. I really like Fortnite, but I'm going to play a lot of Fortnite. I can feel it. I, I'm definitely with you on the whole, like, I, I didn't, I, I, I was, I had zero interest when it first came out. And then like, I don't know, six months, a year later, I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a shot. Why not? But at that point, the learning curve was so high um, because yeah, everyone was already really good at building and I couldn't figure out yeah. how to build quickly or efficiently whatsoever. So like, yeah, fuck this. This, this is stupid. Um, so I, I gave up on it. And then I saw that they did a no build mode. Well, since then, I mean, I've been playing Apex Legends now for the last, I think it's almost, I think it's over three years now, two or three years, I think it's been out. Um, so, I mean, I, I've been really hard into that with my old high school buddies. And the one, the one ask that we've always had when looking at the character skins for it is we want actual merchandise tie-ins um, and, and commercial tie-ins with things like um like like my hero like they did like an anime collection uh for this 
uh, for the most one of the most recent ones for Apex Legends. But they don't. I don't know if they just choose not to, or if they can't. They just they don't outright say who they're mimicking. But like one of them, one of the characters totally looks like Deku uh, from My Hero Academia. Mm. And so it, we just we want more content like that. And it sounds like Epic is, uh, I mean, one hundred percent delivering on that. And I mean, they've they've certainly had their biggest. I think was when they started getting Marvel because um, Avengers. They got Marvel like right as Avengers was getting really big. Um, yeah, I fought Doctor Strange today. It was nuts. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this is that that's crazy to me. That that alone makes me kind of the fact that there's especially no build and having all of those uh, commercial tie-ins now, uh, you're kind of selling me on it. <laughs> the completing the battle pass, you get Darth Vader this, uh, this season. Oh man. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm now shooting for is to try to unlock Darth Vader. Okay. Okay. Is it their, how long does their battle pass go for? Do you know, is it a three month? Is it quarterly? I have no idea. Okay. I don't have any clue. Okay. Yeah. I literally started playing this afternoon. That's fair. That's um, fair. Um, yeah. Uh, but my I'll real recommendation, yes, yes, your real recommendation <laughs> uh, is Cult of the Lamb. It is a very interesting. Uh, I won't go too much into it because I spent a lot of time on Fortnite, but it is a game that released last week. It is in uh, Devolver Digital published title. Uh, Devolver has been on a tear of very, very good uh, games. But to s- summarize it, Cult of the Lamb, imagine Stardew Valley but you're a lamb and you've died and a demon has uh, kept you from purgatory and said, hey, I'll let you live and you'll be effectively immortal, but you got to start a cult in my name. And yeah, you start a cult, you rescue other animals to join your cult and uh, like you build a little like farm and you can have them live on it and worship you and like you can uh, erect shrines that they can leave donations to you. You can sacrifice them to build the like increase the faith of your followers. Uh, If a follower dissents, you can like lock them up in a like a old timey brig. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, You make them food. You can make them like eat poop if you want to. Oh, wow. Like that is that is just a choice that you have. Uh, and like there are consequences, to everything you do, mm-hmm. like you, you unlock pretty early the option to uh, like you could murder your followers. So if they just refuse to be reeducated in your cult, you can just murder them. But if someone sees you, then then that follower also now is dissenting because right. they no longer follow you. Right. So you have to do it when everyone's asleep. You have to do it secretly. Oh my god! So it's so uh, it's Stardew Valley, Among Us, and um, boy, there's another one I was gonna throw in there too, but definitely Stardew Valley and Among Us vibes. <laughs> but then there's also a procedure procedurally generated dungeon crawler, uh, a lot like the mines in uh, Stardew Valley or Hades or Binding of Isaac or, uh, is actually Spelunky. probably the most. Yes. Yeah. Um. But all the stuff you do in the these like dungeons as you're trying to take out the like one of the other four demons that rule this land that are trying to keep the demon that has saved you from uh, coming back into power. All that stuff will translate back into your farm so you can go and you can mine resources, you can get uh, like new abilities that you can use, you can find new followers on your uh, hunts. And then when you come back, 
stuff you do there, upgrades you unlock, can aid you in your dungeon crawling. So you can unlock new abilities that will give you, like, help you find better weapons when you start. Mm-hmm. That's something you unlock in your, when you do uh, sermons on your, I guess, plantation or whatever. Uh, commune. Okay. Um, it is, yeah. It's weird. It's cute and also very disturbing mm-hmm. and very fun. The loop it, it keeps you hooked. It's not like Stardew Valley where there's like an end to the day. Okay. It'll just keep running. So if you're not paying attention, like the first couple times I went into the dungeons, three days in game had passed and I had not gone back to my my farm. And so I hadn't made any food for anybody. So like, oh, two of my followers were now dissenting because they were starving because no one had fed them. I, they no longer believed in me because I let them like starve. Wow. What uh, and what do you play this on? Of course, Steam Deck, uh, but it is also out on Switch and PC or yeah, PC and Xbox and PlayStation. Does it seem very graphic intensive that you can get by playing it on Nintendo Switch pretty well? I've heard reports of it being kind of iffy. Okay. Um, it is not that graphically intensive, but there are there's a lot of stuff going on, I guess, at once. Okay. It's it's fairly, like I guess, basic art style, but there's just a lot mm-hmm. happening at once. OK, OK, I guess that makes sense. I mean, especially if it's yeah, if you're busy doing whatever in the mines, but everything else is being calculated in the background and generated in the background yeah. as far as yeah. like relationships and stuff. That makes sense. Like every time I spawn into my farm, uh, which, of course, I named Far Cry 5. Um, <laughs> Of course, because <laughs> that was that was the one that had like the cults, right? Uh, the, like that was the main antagonist. Uh-huh. Um, but every time I l- jump back into my farm, uh, like it glitches out hard for like a couple seconds. Oh, okay, like, I, I go from being a pretty smooth like sixty frames a second down to like twelve for a, a couple seconds Ooh, okay. as it loads in my farm. Mm-hmm. Which I and that's on the Steam Deck. So I can only imagine it's worse on on Switch. Mm, it doesn't sound like a game that I really enjoy on console though. Like I would want to walk yeah, around. Yeah, it is with definitely it. like a. It's a handheld, yeah, like driven experience. Okay, okay, I'm I'm intrigued on that too. Um, Fortnite's free though, so you should definitely play some Fortnite with me. Yeah, uh, it is silly and fun. I and I think you would. Dig I, it. I I'll download it again. I'm I'm interested. Um, I've got that uh, puny puny um software um 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 space on my hard drive though for the ps5 which is infuriating i still need to upgrade my my drive space on the ps5 but i will i will consider I, 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 well it's like i'll check out i'll check out Fortnite. i take the back i will check out fortnite because that, that definitely sounds like it's up my alley now especially with the no build mode well and they've held like concerts and stuff in fortnite right yeah that's yeah. just wild. i remember them yeah this is it's ridiculous it is a it will not go away because they keep doing things that make it fun mm-hmm. And they keep making money, so it's not going anywhere. Yeah. 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 Okay. But that does it for us this week. Uh, We absolutely appreciate you giving us a listen. Uh, Please give us a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, Apple Podcasts will uh, help us a lot if you rate us there with that five-star review. And we'll be back again next week with our latest news and big tech changes, the things that we think are going to affect the industries. That is it. I've been Jake. And I'm Ben. Toodles. See ya.